Welcome once again, everyone, to another edition of Conversations with Carlton, a podcast produced by the Texas Economic Development Council, and uh, in particular, Amy Swank, who sits behind the controls today uh, as we enjoy the, a special day with Mario Hernandez. Mario has been one of the great leaders of the Texas Economic Development Council over the many years of, of his involvement. He was our chair in 1994. He's the first chair of Hispanic descent in our organization. And, and like some of the other leaders during his era, he led the Texas Economic Development Council through some, some interesting, tough, yet important times. And uh, we're gonna talk about those today. And we're delighted to have Mario Hernandez. Mario, welcome to our podcast today. Great to see you, great to talk to you and looking forward to our conversation today. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, Carlton, it's so good to talk to you, and I'm I'm so happy that you and Amy uh, keep the organization running running great. Well, thank you, Mario, and and uh, well, you know what I uh, I want to start. I, most people who know you know about your long and successful career at San Antonio Economic Development Foundation, of course, but um, I'd like to go back to. Uh, you know, Mario Hernandez, the graduate of Texas A&I University back in the day, and how that young man uh, started, got involved with, started in economic development. In, um, and I want you to tell us about your journey uh, uh, in the early years to begin with. Oh, very good. Uh, you know, I uh, got into economic development before it was really a profession. We, uh, we were... Uh, uh, in 1974, I graduated from Texas A&I, as you mentioned. And at that point, uh, I went uh, to help my father. He had a, uh, we had restaurants in, in, the, in the Sitton, Corpus Christi area. And, uh, and we were thinking of you know, expanding those. So I did that for a while. Then we decided to, to sell them uh, to, uh, to a group out of Milwaukee of all places, because these were Mexican food restaurants, uh, but it was very successful and, and we sold them. So come uh, the beginning of 1976, uh, I'm looking for a job and um, literally applied uh, through, of course, a newspaper ad at the time uh, <laughs> to the Corpus Christi Economic Development Corporation. And it was a, uh, a little bit different animal than, than certainly economic development corporations now. Uh, but even back then, it was it was more uh, driven by the uh, funding from, from federal agencies and and the um, uh, city of Corpus Christi. Uh, so that was the beginning uh, of that, uh, and and I did a lot of uh, of uh, financial packaging uh, for the organization, and and by that I mean we simply were were directly in contact with the business owners in the region in Corpus Christi. And we were simply trying to put them in business. We were trying to create uh, small businesses and affect the economy uh, that way. So uh, did a lot of, of, of that kind of, of consulting early in my career. Uh, expanded it to some uh, uh, urban renewal and downtown projects in Corpus Christi. And, uh, and then 
was able to uh, be recruited to uh, the state. So it happened very quickly for me from 1976 the 1980s, so just four years, uh, during which time I went to my first basic uh, uh, economic development class and, <laughs> and in 1978. And then in, uh, in 81, I got the, I started uh, in what was then the Texas Industrial Commission. Right. Uh, it was uh, before, before it was Texas Economic Development Commission, certainly before it was uh, Office of Economic Development and, and uh, Tourism. Stop, stop for a second there, Mara. When you went to work for the Industrial Commission, uh, how many folks did, did they have working there? How many, how many folks were working there? Who hired you? I'm just curious about that. And that was in 1980, you said? Uh, it was 1981, the beginning 1980. of 1981. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, there was, uh, was a small agency. Uh, part of it was, was funded by a a grant for assisting airports. So half of the staff was working on, on airport related <laughs> projects, aviation projects. Uh, the other uh, was in small business and industrial development. And uh, there was a, a Gerald Brown uh, was the head of it. Gerald Brown was an old uh, uh, Dolph Briscoe labor guy. And Interesting. he, uh, uh, was head of that uh, agency, and that's really when the uh, the agency became very political, uh, because at the time uh, you know, that Briscoe had put a, a labor leader in charge of of what was then the economic development agency, uh, it didn't go over uh, well, and, and so come uh, Clemens's first term is, and that's exactly when I moved up there. Uh, when Governor Clement's uh, first term in, in uh, February of uh, 1981, uh, well, there was a big push to change the agency and, and, uh, and restructure. And, and ever since that time, it's, it's been a much, much uh, different agency. But it, it was a it's much smaller. It was a very specific uh, with a small business intent and, and also the industrial intent. How long were you at the Industrial Commission, and, and, and where where'd you go from there? Uh, four years. I was there uh, till 1984, uh, and and from there I was recruited to to San Antonio. So uh, of course that's where I finished off uh, my career was in San Antonio. So I'm very fortunate in that uh, in the business of uh, of economic development, uh, as we all know, uh, uh, there's a lot of opportunity to move around. And I really just went from Corpus Christi to uh, uh, Austin and then to uh, San Antonio in 84 as a uh, senior vice president I was recruited here. Uh, and, and tell and, us about, um, uh, tell us about the, the San Antonio Economic Development Foundation when you started there. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about that. Was, uh, was Henry Cisneros mayor at that time or was- He was. He was, okay. He was mayor, so and that uh, uh, that was one of the uh, attractions for me to move to San Antonio because uh, the profile of the city was changing dramatically with uh, uh, a, a young, ambitious uh, mayor that was making uh, national headlines. And you know, for example, by by the, uh, by that time, uh, 
you know, he would uh, soon receive consideration as VP on on the Mondale ticket and, mm-hmm. and things like that. That just uh, um, because of his of his efforts and intelligence uh, would would bring him and therefore the city to uh, a much higher national uh, profile. So it uh, it was a, a very challenging uh, job at the time. When when you were senior vice president, who was the president at that time? Uh, Stephanie Coleman. Stephanie was okay. Also yes, she a past was. chair. Past chair. Yep, of a past chair of uh, of also of, uh, of TDC. By the way, and I want to get this on record, Carlton. I actually was the last president of TIDC. That's right. You, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. That's I was right. The, at, at the time our, our for the board. We were president of the board, and it was still called the Texas Industrial Council, uh, Industrial Development. Uh, council. PIDC. So yeah. During so during my uh, my year there, it uh, a lot of things changed, including the name. And the other thing I want to I want to point out because it was very it was very significant. Uh, the uh, sales tax for economic development was kind of in its infancy. Yes. We were trying to get a hold of it, and I created the sales tax committee within the organization because mm-hmm. it was. It was out there and it was forming on its own, all the sales tax cities. And, and uh, we were able to bring it in-house in, in 1984. So it was an it was, it was a, a interesting time for, for uh, TEDC. Absolutely. Well, um, so you worked under Stephanie for a while. When did you become president of the San Antonio Economic Development Foundation? In uh, 1990. Yeah, so after, I, I'd been there almost six years, and Stephanie decided to go into a, a business of her own, uh, and uh, and I was thank uh, thank goodness uh, elected by the executive committee to take over the president CEO uh, position, and and so it was uh, um, a much smaller organization there. Our budget then was. About six hundred thousand, all private. Uh, we didn't have any any uh, city money or county money. We didn't have uh, much uh, in the way of any kind of government uh, funds at all. Uh, so it was uh, a, a different organization that uh, uh, that we had to really change and grow to make it a more successful group. What? Um, how long has it been now since you retired? Uh, 2017. 2017. So for yeah. 27 years, you ran yes. that organization. Yeah, that's got to be some kind of record. And uh, I know there's, uh, uh, I think there's one other person in, in the state of Texas that's been in the in the top position uh, for that many years, over 25 years. Uh, was it Amanda? I'm not my, yeah, I, I forget. I think it was. I think I it is Amanda. Amanda, that, Amanda yeah, yeah, she retired a couple of years ago. I think she yeah. hit thirty. She yeah, did she really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's uh, you know, uh, very, very, I'm very privileged uh, to have been in the position for that many years, and and still, I what I believe to be one of the best professions uh, you can get into, one of the most exciting professions in economic development, but one in which you typically have to move around a lot. Isn't it interesting that you your your path is similar to so many of our professionals in that you almost got into it by accident? I didn't yep. know about your family 
having uh, Mexican restaurants. I, I, of course, knew you from the Sin area and the Corpus Christi, greater Corpus Christi area. But, but you did that, went out and looked for a job. Next thing you know, you're in economic development. And uh, it's hard to get economic development out of your blood, isn't it? Really? That's a good, <laughs> good point, Carlton. It, uh, because when, once you get a, a taste of it, uh, I mean, yes, it is sales. And yes, it, is, it can be very political and a lot of other things that, that we all know about. Uh, but it can be so gratifying just from the exposure that, that, that you get from uh, introduction into all kinds of businesses and all kinds of business leaders all over the world, really. I mean, the people I've met all over the world in my career has just been amazing. And you see also uh, so much of, of the change that you're able to affect. I mean, when you, when you walk into a, a facility after it opens where you know that, that uh, your team have made the difference in them selecting San Antonio or your community and whatever, where you, where you might be, that uh, you made a big difference in, in that. Uh, it, it was great. One time, just a quick story, the, uh, the, the Sears Telecatalog Center, okay, this is dating me again. <laughs> this is uh, right in 1990. Uh, when, uh, when, the, when the big back office movement was just getting started and you still, you still had things like catalogs and, and uh, Sears was, uh, was getting killed by Land's End and, and some other catalogs because they hadn't done that to, to establish an, elect, an electronic uh, home for, for the catalog. Uh, so they did that in, in San Antonio. And it was a major operation. There was a thousand people taking catalog orders. Right. It was major uh, for us because we simply didn't have made many large, uh, well-known companies. Uh, long story short, one day after they opened, they uh, they had me there, and they had a little play on uh, on a stage, and and it sh and made up a story about me living in Sydney, going to Texas A and I, and 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 breaking down. Uh, my vehicle breaks down in San Antonio and I end up in this position for <laughs> president of economic development. And then I bring Sears telecatalog to, uh, to San Antonio with a thousand jobs <laughs> and, was, and something like that. I just, it, it, that I'll never forget awesome. that. They, they did a little play for me to, to thank me of, of my role in, uh, in bringing uh, those thousand jobs because they were desperately needed. Uh, the jobs and diversification in 1990. You know, another thing I think about, um, you know, when I met you way back in, in the early 90s, you guys, in, in, and I know you you know where I'm going with this, but y'all seem to be just so not only aggressive, but cutting edge, but international. I, I, I remember you going to Japan for many years, which of course ended up paying off in, in one of the great economic development projects in Texas history, uh, you know, the lo location of, of uh, the Toyota Tundra plant in San Antonio. What, what was behind all that? Why, what, what made y'all different and better and more aggressive and more innovative at that time? You know, it, it was really a, a, a really, Two things. One, we did have international experience in, in, in business and deal making, 
because of our ties to Mexico. Uh, but also on the other side of that is that during the 80s, when, when, we, when we all saw the, the Japanese boom mm-hmm. in, 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 in their country, in their stock market, in their ability to, uh, to buy businesses and, and what I call trophies, you know, uh, country clubs and skyscrapers here. Uh, well, San Antonio kind of missed out on all that. And, 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 uh, and again, Henry was still the mayor for, my, for most of my, my first eight years. And he was adamant says, you know, we didn't get anything the first time. So we're going to focus on, on Japan and make it a long-term commitment. And we did. And we started going there. We hired a consultant in Japan and, and, and kept that husband and wife team for many, many years, well-placed uh, couple that gave us exposure. And it, it took a little bit, but uh, once we started having some nice hits, Sony and, and uh, it got the seat belts and airbags and, and on and on. We, and then finally in 2003, the, uh, the once in a lifetime project that, that you referenced, uh, Toyota Motor Manufacturing. And we never would have even gotten on that list uh, of they were looking for the their sixth automobile plant in the U.S. And uh, when they first started out, you know, Texas wasn't even on the list, and, and and we got San Antonio on the list because of all our efforts, and ended up winning out. And now they're a you know, ten thousand, twelve thousand employee campus with uh, all all kinds of suppliers on site, and and just a massive operation that. Uh, generates billions of dollars for that for the community. So it's a great story. It's it it, it speaks to the the need to be persistent uh, without fail, have a logical logical uh, plan and strategy uh, for for your uh, your targeting. Uh, but all but at the same time it's got to be a long-term commitment and we all know that's what can work in economic development. You know, what was interesting about it to me, Mario, was it, I, I don't think many people knew about it at the time. You, you did because you worked the project for years and, and it, it really sort of signified um, the, it, it was a global event because it signified the relationship between, um, you know, now Texas, uh, which, which hadn't had much in the automotive world um, in the US, but that relationship between Texas and then all the OEMs and suppliers in central and North central Mexico. And uh, when I look at that, you know, I remember when it happened, I'm going, wow, having worked for Fannis, uh, I, I get it, but I also get where, you know, in the old Fannis model, we would have put it in a different place. But, yeah. but you all were at the cutting edge of something that most of the world didn't know what was going on. And, and that's what made it so fascinating. Yeah, it, it really uh, uh, was unique in that some, some of the typical reasons uh, for citing a plant uh, just sim- simply didn't apply. And, and, mm-hmm. and that's, that's to the credit of, of Toyota who, who was only sourcing 2% of their parts at the time from Mexico. So it was mm-hmm. in proximity. 
mm -hmm. uh, to Mexico, we didn't have an established uh, uh, automobile supplier chain in in uh, in Santa Ana. We didn't have any uh, automobile, and so there was a lot to uh, to overcome and the combination of a long-term commitment that we had made uh, to Japan helped us through a lot of that and also the leadership uh, here and, and, the, and the problem solving and such as forming companies to be suppliers uh, for, for Toyota with, with minority participation. Uh, we, the four major suppliers, we actually went and found owners locally that were you know capable that had some manufacturing experience that had experience running companies and brought them in to be 50 percent owners of the first four uh, suppliers to overcome um, the uh, supply chain kind of uh, issue so just an example of of the lengths that we had to go to to, to you know, make sure make sure that we landed that uh, that wonderful project well, it was it, it was cool to watch and cool to be a part of. And 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 I was thinking, you remember that year we uh, we gave you all a special award called the Governor's Award, and um, you know I guess you'll forever hold that record because we've never given another Governor's Award. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I I, I I I dare say that uh, the uh, communities in in your classification of larger communities. Right. Probably wouldn't have applied uh, for the competition that year if we had been in the normal competition because there, there was no way that that anybody could compete with something that was bringing that many, <laughs> you know, two billion dollars in investment at that time. And, and uh, two, exactly. at least 2000. <laughs> exactly. And, and uh, I'll, I'll have to look at notes and uh, records of committee meetings, but that might have. have been one of the factors in creating the governor's award. That yeah, that's right. <laughs> I believe it was. So we would get applications in the big city group, you know, other yeah. than the, the, other than San Antonio, who was, mm -hmm. who was definitely going to win it. And y'all won many of those awards yep. um, over the years. Mario, who, tell us a little bit about uh, some of the leaders in San Antonio that, that helped you all with your success. Who were some of those people that, that you relied on and that helped you and helped make your program, you know, literally one of the best in the country. Yeah, I, I, uh, we've mentioned Henry Cisneros. Right. Uh, just a tremendous leader that, of course, went on to be in the cabinet for President Clinton, uh, a very, very, very successful businessman in his own right and still, uh, still active and, and, and still in San Antonio. But there was uh, uh, General Robert McDermott yeah. and McD, as, as we all called him, was chairman uh, and CEO of USAA, uh, the uh, insurance company that's headquartered uh, here. Uh, and McD had a passion for economic development. San Antonio was his adopted city and he was bound and determined to make it successful. So he, you know, created the Economic Development Foundation in 74. Of course, I didn't come to the city until 84, so, but I, you know, therefore I've been a part of it uh, a very, very long time, a part of the organization. But just as importantly, he brought in all the 
the, the uh, chiefs of industry and, and, and got them involved. So, you know, we had, you know, Bartel Zachary, the head of the Zachary companies and, uh, and uh, the head of uh, Valero, Bill Grichy, the chairman of Valero, and you go on, Tom Frost of the Frost Bank uh, Empire, mm-hmm. and, and on and on. And, and those were the people that sat on my executive committee. So uh, we, at the time, we needed that kind of forceful, uh, strong uh, leadership. And, and we got exactly that because of of McDermott and the and the other uh, leaders that uh, were on our executive committee and served McDee served as as chairman of of the organization uh, for the first about ten years, but then I also had uh, some of the I mentioned those I mentioned Grigi I mentioned uh, Bartel Zachary uh, uh, those uh, those were people that served as my chair, and, and so it was always a a dynamic. Uh, leader that uh, that would uh, make sure that uh, that we carried out uh, our mission and and always uh, were you know state of the art kind of, of practice in economic development and that's that's what made San Antonio unique uh, and San Antonio was a, a community of, of many needs many needs at the time in the eighties early nineties. We had very few uh, large employers, and 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 now you just, you know, now it's a who's who of uh, of companies that that have come here, including most of the tech companies, and that's but that's what it took to change it. Well, it just you know when when I uh, uh, just watched how y'all did your business, it was always so impressive to have you know, the leaders of San Antonio, um, you know, were on your board. Uh, It seemed almost always that you had great political support as well. You know, it was more than just the business community. And, um, you know, I, uh, you know, as you know, the times we live in now, they're so, people are so divided. And, and uh, I mean, we, 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 there's a sizable number of people in the Texas legislature that are no longer pro-business. We could count on everybody being pro-business at one point in time. And, and just for y'all to, to do that over you know, 30 plus years, 40 years, it's just remarkable. And it was, it was, a, it was a pleasure to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, a different world, Carlton, what you're, you're, what you're exactly uh, right. And, the uh, creation of because uh, this 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 became a, uh, a very powerful organization that uh, we we had support from city government we had support from Judge Wolf and and, and county government uh, Judge Judge Wolf actually was not Judge Wolf uh, the county judge at the time he was still in uh, on the city council and then he served a, a term as mayor and then came over but. We still had the support of, uh, of, of local government, but it, it would be hard for for an organization that uh, uh, to be that that uh, first of all to be together like that. Every, no matter Republican, Democrat, whatever, uh, everything was moving in one direction for San Antonio. 
And then uh, to be that forceful, to be that, uh, uh, to dictate, you know, these are the things that are needed if, if we're going to become an economic success. Do those kinds of things is, is very difficult now. I mean, economic development um, is um, uh, what, I, what I like to call is, is practice more as political economic development in this, in this day and time. And, and, uh, uh, and, and that's, that's not necessarily bad. Times change and you've got to adapt, but at the same time, uh, I think uh, particularly the, uh, uh, the political side of, of running a state and a, a city uh, can't take away uh, from an economic development effort. And, and that's, that's hard to avoid in, in this day and time. Yeah, I, I, I just look, up, look back on those years and, and with great admiration, great respect. And, and uh, y'all, uh, again, y'all were a model really uh, around the country. Uh, your, your success was envied not only in Texas, but uh, really around the world. Um, Mario, I know you, you just mentioned you retired in 2017, and and gosh, it seems uh, you, you know these COVID years seem to ex have accelerated life uh, even faster. I didn't realize it was five years ago. Um, and and uh, tell us about you know what you're doing uh, with your life. You look great. You're healthy. You're playing a lot of golf. I know that, um, uh, but. What else are you doing? And uh, tell us about your life uh, post your economic development career. Well, I've never fully retired in the sense that, that uh, I am doing some consulting. Good. Uh, and uh, now I'm, 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 I'm fortunate uh, uh, to have a contract with Wincrest, which is a small community. Right. Northeast San Antonio. Uh, and, and they've... Uh, really bought so much of my services now that uh, I'm really not looking for other clients at the, <laughs> at the time right now, but uh, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I've tried uh, to enjoy retirement. I'll be 70 years old in, in a couple of weeks and uh, uh, tried to enjoy it, playing a lot of golf and, and spending time with my family, which is important. I have three grandkids here that are almost all of them are college age now, but uh, uh, you know, I get to do a, a lot more there, and of course, with my wife and and uh, and, and my expanded family. But uh, you know, staying active uh, in, uh, in in through the consulting business, uh, staying aware of what uh, what's happening in economic development and and particularly uh, trends uh, around the country and in sectors and, and things like that is important to me. Uh, so I choose to. To, to remain active, not just in consulting, but in trying to, to um, you know, understand the marketplace and, and see where things are going. And, and, and as you've said, Carlton, it's, it's a different world out there and it's probably uh, you know, as difficult uh, a challenge to economic development now than it ever has been. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, 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 it's uh, important to me still uh, and I'm, I'm at a point where I'm uh, very fortunate to be able to remain active in the business of economic development and, and of course, still uh, enjoy a much quieter life than, than I had as CEO of San Antonio. Well-deserved, my friend. 
Hey, by the way, uh, you know, our annual conference is once again in San Antonio this year. Oh, uh, I'd love to see you um, show up. We'll comp your registration. Um, <laughs> come, come, um, come have a beer with us. And, uh, and uh, I, I'm sure there'd be a lot of folks that would really love to see you yeah. and catch up with you. Thank you, Carl. That's very generous of you. And I, I will, I, uh, I look forward to, to seeing you and, and Amy and, and also the leadership of BDC. It'll be great to have you in town. Mario, you're um, you're one of the greats of our business. Um, you're uh, you're you, you know as I mentioned earlier, uh, uh, really a landmark figure um, in our organization. We appreciate very much what you've done. Um, you know, not only for San Antonio, and, and you know all of that, and the, the folks in the know about economic development in San Antonio know that. But you, we also thank you for all the stuff that that you did and all the work in San Antonio that had a greater impact on the state of Texas. And uh, uh, again, great to visit with you. And uh, thanks for your time today, Mario. Thank you for having me and good luck to you and, and Amy. Thanks a lot, Mario. Good luck to you. We'll talk right. to you soon. All right, goodbye.